That sounds like a bad name. Thank you for joining me for the inaugural episode of Sucias Are My Favorite. I'm your host, Gallo, the chivalrous chauvinist. Today, we're going to dive right in and talk about pretendoms. Okay, I'm going to talk and you're going to listen to me talk about pretendoms. Now, in case you're thinking, that's not what I heard. Really? Is that really what I heard? But yes, you are hearing me correctly. I am saying pretendoms as one word because these guys don't deserve to have a capital to define their role. Actually, that's something to come back to. Now, I'm going to give you a warning, not because what I talk about is sexual, but because in this episode, I'll be talking about non-consensual sex. Proceed with caution. In any case, some of you might even call these guys fake doms or doms with the fake mask. For those of you that aren't aware or into the BDSM scene, the short version is doms make the rules and subs usually follow them. I say usually for two reasons. Some subs are bratty by nature and they defy doms for pleasure through pain. The other reason is that some doms enforce a rule too harshly, which can in turn negatively affect how a sub behaves or how they maliciously comply. Though these are outliers or exceptions to the rule. However, this foundation of trust allows for free and open communication. Then there's these pretend doms who have the audacity to say things like, if you were a true sub, you wouldn't have any limits or I don't need a safe word. I know what I'm doing. I don't know how long these pretend doms have been in the scene or if they've ever even had a sub, but anyone in the scene knows that there is a need for safe words, just as there is a need for trust because only then can they be free to give consent. I think there's a misconception between what the public thinks and what the scene is. BDSM is not about sex. It can be hypersexual, but it doesn't always have to be. There can be some type of oral stimulation, penetration, or anything else which would equal sex. But again, not all kinks have to involve sex. Another misconception, it's not all about beating and flogging one another. And lastly, for this context, just because someone is a kinkster does not mean that they are down to fuck anyone at any time. Kink can be a way to relieve pressure from high-stress jobs. They could seek physical abuse, verbal abuse, or forced humiliation to take themselves down a notch. It could be something subconscious that your mind tries to work through. Think along the lines of self-harm or cutting, but having someone else inflict some sort of pain to deal with the internal pain that cannot be seen. This covers some of what can be done, but don't worry, we'll eventually cover more about kink. All of this will be driven by you, the listener, at least until there's so many of you I'll have to do polls or online submission forms. Anywho, the point of this is to help the newbies and anyone who happens to be a bit out of the loop in what's going on in the past few years. So let's go back to 2011, mid-spring. That was the first publication of Fifty Shades of Stupid, or Grey. We didn't know how stupid it is then, or how stupid it was then. See, mainstream slash vanillas, as in vanilla ice cream, plain, modest, etc., got their first glimpse of this world that's foreign to them. In a way, it sort of reminds me of American Horror Story, Carnival. Everyone comes to take a look at the oddities. Others seek some type of rendezvous. But by and large, the vanillas are content to live their lives with their blinders on, which is fine. Stay in your lane and enjoy the shit show as you drive past a carnage. Nothing for you here. Move along. But what really bothers me is the entitlement. The way I see it. The biggest issue here is pretend doms must have gotten their education 
for lack of a better word, from Fifty Shades, or the other books that followed the same pattern and trend set in Fifty Shades of Shit. There's a particular scene where Christian, that's the guy that's allegedly a dom, is doing something with a girl who is a virgin. It gets too intense for her, and she says her safe word, to which his response is something along the lines of, safe word be damned, I have to have you. And he rapes her. I say rape because I, as every fucking one I know in the community, this is a big, oh, hells no. Safe words are there for safety. Not just physical, but mental and emotional as well. And to ignore it violates the trust and consent, and that is at the heart of BDSM. The sub has to trust that the dom will keep their best entrance at the forefront of the playtime. The sub has to trust that the dom will stop when the sub says stop, or whatever their safe word is. Though I also use caution words. Safe words are essentially stop, game over, do not pass go, do not collect $200. Caution words, I use them as a pause, that was a little too intense, let's take it down a few notches and we'll build back up. There are too many scenarios to go through, but I'll give you an example. There are some people that are into CNC, or consensual non-consent, is usually for some females that like to be taken by surprise and used, so to speak. They have their reasons, and I'm not one to judge anyone, much less kink shame. There can be more involved to it, but usually the female wants the male to force himself onto her so that she can't see who her attacker is. And to make sure it's really whom she's expecting, they'll plan for it to happen between X time or whatever the case may be. It's something that they arrange between themselves. And of course, at any time, she can make it stop by using her safe word. Now, based on conversations I've had with women across a broad spectrum of ethnicities, careers, political views, upbringings, all along the Gulf Coast, Arizona, Cali, Virginia, Kakalaki, Tennessee, two Canadian provinces, and a couple of Mexican states, I can say with some authority that roughly one out of five females, vanilla or kink, have fantasized about CNC. However, it is too taboo of a subject and not something someone volunteers on a first date, which is why there has to be a foundation of trust. I cannot reiterate this enough. Trust leads to consent, which can lead to kinky fun times. If any of you are prior service or happen to know how to play spades, spades is a card game in which the spade suit is a trump card. The hierarchy of trump cards goes big joker, little joker, which is based on the size of the picture of the joker, deuce, or two. King, queen, jack, ten, and down as usual. And so the dom-sub relationship is something like that, where, where the dom has a deck and all its face and high-value cards. But the sub has a big joker, and she can use it at any time. So you have to have trust and consent between two or more people before anything happens. And once you have both of those, all under the blanket of security, because one person can trust that the other is going to obey the safe word, then they can be safe, allowing anything to happen to them up until their stopping point. And I'm going to share a story based on this. I have a couple of subs. One of them, she has a high pain tolerance and likes to be hit, spanked, chokes, and all kinds of dirty, fun, kinky things to include slapping and punching her in the face. But building up to it. You can't just come up and whack her with a full arm slap but you can do a light face tap to her and then build up and hit harder and harder. I have another sub that's kind of the same, but she doesn't want anything happen to her face because 
she works in a professional setting. So she can't have any marks on her face or neck or anything that would be too revealing. So she prefers things to happen to her breasts. And I was playing with one and then the other within the same day. I was kind of in my mindset or frame of mind and forgot who I was playing with because I played with the first one earlier, the one that likes more pain. And when I was playing with the second, I slapped her in the face, not too hard, but just kind of a love tap, pay attention to me, look me in the eyes while I'm fucking you. However, after I slapped her, I saw her reaction in her face. She didn't use her safe word or a cautionary word, but I read her face and realized, oh shit, this isn't the sub that I can do this with. And it brought me back into the frame and brought me back into the scene where we were. And that can happen. When you're in the heat of the moment, you kind of lose track of what's going on, of what you're doing and who you're playing with. Not so much like tunnel vision, but something along those lines. It's hard to explain all the sensations and feelings you're going through because it just kind of, it's just kind of a rush. And a little love tap like that on her face kind of snapped her out of it. But based on her facial reaction, I was like, oh shit, I can't do this to this one. This is the one that likes breast torture. Afterwards, we talked about it. She told me, hey, look, you know, you slapped me in the face and I kind of went with it because I recognized in your face that you made a mistake. It's not verbatim. It's kind of the gist of what she'd said because it'd been quite some time since we've had this conversation. But essentially, she was able to assess that she didn't need to use her safe word because she was still safe with me. I had realized my mistake and corrected through nonverbal communication. That, of course, comes after two decades of experience. To be clear, I'm not saying that I'm an awesome dom and I don't need safe words. What I am saying is that even after decades of experience, one can still make mistakes and having trust between each other and being able to be being able to read body language we were able to continue to have fun and have an adult conversation about it afterwards to reiterate we had an issue but there was enough trust to continue and have a chat about what she didn't like without any fear or worry or concern about how i might react or respond to what she didn't like and we've still played a few times after that. That is kind of the point, though. The whole safety and trust and consent. Now, with my playthings, subs, slaves, pets, all the ones that I've had, I always give them a safe word and a cautionary word. The safe word isn't anything specific. Some dynamics have different criteria for their safe word. Sometimes they'll choose something that's just out of the blue or out of the ordinary, just random and obscure, and has nothing to do with the dynamic that they're having. So they use something like kingfisher, pineapple, rhubarb, cheesecake, something that's completely non-sexual and non-related to what they're doing. So they know if they hear that word, it's time to stop. Now, I don't like that because a lot of times, like I said, when you're in the moment, the person might not remember what their safe word is. It's just one word. It can cause some anxiety trying to remember what that safe word is when you're here the moment and take you out of the pleasure that you're receiving. I personally prefer to use anything that's a color red for the safe word. That's full stop. For example, it could be fire engine, fire truck, stop sign, apple. If they say anything related to the color red, that means stop. Cautionary words, I use yellow things like pineapple, taxi, banana, which of course means pause, let's take it down a few notches, and then ramp back up again in a different direction. That's what I prefer to use in these situations. And that is simply my preference to use with my subs or playthings. 
Now, I don't know exactly what to do with pretend doms. They don't use safe words to begin with. And I think for them, it's more about inflicting pain or establishing or asserting their dominance. But I have no idea for sure because I can't find a pretend dom to have a conversation with. Hopefully, this can help educate them because BDSM is all about learning. You're not just going to become a dom overnight. I've been doing this for over two decades, and I'm still learning. In the beginning, I was kind of like a pretend dom in that path that I was just making women do what I wanted to do. Nothing physical or painful, just basically subjugating them and making them do degrading things. Eventually, I kind of fell into the scene with the unicorn that is a lifestyle term or a swingers term for a female that is bisexual, young, and DTF. So with the unicorn that I had had, when I fell into the BDSM scene, I quickly found two mentors that kind of showed me the ropes both literally and figuratively. And it's always an evolving thing. Like no one knows everything about everything. Even in their own particular niche or their subject, people should always try to be learning, especially as a dom. I still have things that I could learn. I could improve on and become better. I'm never going to be perfect. The issue is with these pretend doms, I think, of course, which started with Fifty Shades of Grey, they popped up a little over 10 years ago or eight years ago or whenever Fifty Shades came out. So that became mainstream. And instead of learning anything, they just decide to mimic whatever it is that they see or read, which is a bad imitation of what kink and BDSM is. These pretend doms now have social media, especially after we've been on lockdown, that can attract females that are interested in kink or BDSM or think that they want to be a sub and they get exploited by these pretend doms. Now you have a sub that has had a traumatic experience and now wants nothing to do with kink ever again, ruining any chances for her or him to live up to their full potential or have fulfilling sex. I actually have a friend on TikTok where she had an issue with the pretend dom and she has been in the scene for quite a while. She knows what's right, what's wrong, what works, and what doesn't. She also agrees that Fifty Shades did cause a lot of damage. She also agrees that social media helps propagate more and more pretend doms and for them to get more subs because, of course, the subs don't know what they're getting into. I've even seen where females on TikTok ask, hey, I want to be a sub, where do I find a dom? And, of course, their DMs get flooded. And that type of relationship is not something that happens right now. It is a dance. You get to know someone, you talk to them for a little while, find out what they're into kink-wise, Maybe your interests in theirs don't align. Maybe you can adjust and compromise so you can play together. Or they're just too far apart and decide you don't want to play. However, one can introduce the other to someone else that is more aligned with their interests. And that can happen. That has happened. I've seen it for myself. That's part of what this community is. Another thing to think about is another thing I think that is great about kink is that it is kind of therapeutic in a sense where you get to work through whatever past traumas you have, can be sexual or non-sexual, whatever that trauma is that happened in your life. And this is a way for you to deal with it in a healthy way without having to pay for help with a therapist. I'm not saying you shouldn't get a therapist or do kink instead of therapy. Simply stating that for me or my perception is that BDSM is or can be therapeutic. So one issue I have with the pretend doms is, of course, most of the community ridiculing them and calling them out as pretenders, which they still have a following and still they somehow manage to get subs. The problem is that there's a lot to unpack at the same time and hard to 
try to figure out how to fix this because kink is so broad. There's so many things that can fall under the umbrella of kink, but just within the scope of doms and sub-relationships, that is not the point of the talk. The idea for me, I think, is to somehow get a conversation or opening up a dialogue with pretend doms to get them to join the scene and learn and understand what it really is to become a better dom. The problem I see is that most people in the kink and the BDSM scene essentially want to skin these guys alive instead of trying to embrace them and include them so that way they can learn. I think you should always want to learn more, learn from other people's experiences, learn from either podcasts, books, blogs, anything that can help you enjoy your kink more and try different avenues to play with. Personally, I like to focus more on rigging and the psychological interactions between one another. This is very distinct between what I do with the sub when we're playing versus how I treat a person outside of that. If you learned anything, you can find me through my website, sucias.xyz. Let me know what you thought about this episode. If you liked it or if you think someone can learn from this, share it with them. If you got the time, I'd appreciate a thumbs up or a like or whatever the rating system is on how you listen to this. If you got any comments or ideas, find me on my website, shoot me a message, and I'll definitely get back to you. Thanks for listening. I love you. You're worthy of it. Till next time, besos.